So everyone's stupid this week. Yes, including me for agreeing to watch and record this. Oh! Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Samaritan Snare, uh, well, it's a very special episode. Isn't it? Uh, the Packlids are, I think, one of the... Uh, Worst ideas uh, in history? Yeah, let's go with that. That's fine. Um, I think that's fair. And I think, you know, more problematically with Samaritan Snare is the fact that everybody else is also as stupid as them. You know, it just... Everything's going fine. There's these adorable, dumb aliens. And then Troy's like, hey, a plot has to happen. And then a fucking plot happens. And it's... But but no, but that's my problem with yeah. it. It's like two separate characters within the space of like 10 minutes where like, this is a bad idea. And Riker doesn't even respond to them. He just kind of like acts like they didn't even say it. Yeah, and, they're and, just and, like, well, we'll wait. You know, what? why are they paying Troy? Why is she in... No, what? I'm I'm no, I'm defending Troy this no, week. No, 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 because... but I mean I'm like I'm saying like if they're not gonna listen to her, why do they have her around? Like they do listen to her sometimes. This is what I'm saying why this is a bad episode, because if you watch the next episode, they do listen to her and it works out fine up the long ladder. Um Worf, you know, whatever Worf is, he's always the guy who's like, We should shoot them or what and it's like, all right, they they ignore him because he's Worf. Um but Troy is the one who basically comes out and says, Yo, Jordy's in danger. Yeah. Bring him back. And Riker doesn't even respond to her, doesn't even act like she's there. D- is she invisible this week? What happened to her? You know, is maybe this that's the a real thing. plot? Maybe that's a thing because there, maybe there are episodes where she gets invisible and you know, she's living this other plot that we just don't see. That maybe, yeah, and that that could have been an interesting subtext to the entire show. Yeah, there's uh, like a you know, there's the, she has this ongoing arc where there's a wizard that keeps disappearing her. Unfortunately, I think it's just very poor writing. Okay, and to to, to your point about why Troy is there and why they're well, they're not paying her because it's the future. I know, don't have but you know what I mean. But you know, I I don't know, and I think you know yeah. honestly. Troy is one of those characters that that I don't know what what do you make of Troy so far? I you know I like I said I liked her when I was a kid and I don't know why but you know I she could be much more useful than she and for people who are very confused by that statement that perhaps have not been with the show for for very long um it, it, maybe this is a good opportunity for us to to re-explain your acquaintance with the next generation because oh. because you know people are going to say what the hell this show was supposed to be about a oh, 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 and a yeah. that don't know anything about star trek um when i was i watched like the last season maybe last two seasons um my dad was into the show and i was around 10 at the time um so you know again towards the very end i would you know watch it with him so so you have very general i remember i remember the episode again there was an episode with the flu i remember seeing the last episode probably when we get into the last season i'll remember some things as they happen but so yeah i was familiar with all of the characters um i did not know palassi i did not know yar because it was so late on and i really actually didn't really know wesley yeah um so you know uh, and anyway uh and I and I bring that up just just so people aren't confused. I mean, you 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 do have some knowledge of the characters, and you do have some knowledge yeah. of, of of later events. But, but at this point, it's not I know any, more it's not from, anything that really that yeah. really matters all that much. I, I know more from having watched these two seasons than I do from being a kid. Like I'll say, you know, yeah. twenty years ago. Um, because the 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 running joke with Troy is always that she kind of gives these very generalized statements that aren't actionable or aren't useful in any way. Yeah, the Klingons which, throwing stuff. I sense he's angry. Which types. I honestly don't think is true. I no. think that. 
more often than not, Troy is giving interesting information. But the problem with Troy is that she's very underwritten so far. And the other problem with Troy is that more often than not, people don't seem to react to what she says at all. And for me, I think Troy is... Because in this episode, I think it's a it's a it's a it's a good opportunity to say, look, if if people weren't idiots this week, then none of the Packlet stuff would have happened. And yeah, my my problem with this is Troy flat out says, "Hey, get Jordy back. He's in danger," and no one does anything about it. Yeah, and it turns out that a... Jordy is in danger. And so conceptually, Troy is a plot killer. And let, right? let me also because... put it this way: um, <laughs> at, when they say. By the way, wait, well, wait, wait. Let me let me let me finish my oh, thought yeah, yeah, yeah. because conceptually, Troy is a plot killer. Yeah, like, that's true. No, she is the right. person on the show that says something's wrong here, or let's not do this, or let's do this, or whatever. And more often than not, she's right. And if they action on what she said, there would be no plot. So I think, like on a conceptual level, the prob- that the character yeah. of Troy is problematic. And I think this episode really highlights that. That's because true. It, yeah. This could have been elided totally if she had not appeared in this episode. She, if they Everyone, had everyone her, still yeah. would have acted stupid, but, you know, I mean, it was send over Sonya Gomez. Like, what, you know... <laughs> <laughs> I keep calling her Sheila in my head because she looks like a Sheila. All right, sure. No, that's true. If they had listened to her, if they had said, you know... Okay, you know, they they could have made some pretext where we needed right now, sent a distress beacon, sent like a couple other starships and, you know, or been more on their guard. They would have saw the trap as it was coming. But as it were, they almost they immediately go onto the screen and in front of the pack lids are talking to Jordy. You all right? Is everything fine? Which is just poor security, too. Like he almost seems to be making fun of her. You know, if you think about it, like it's kind of almost a mocking. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, on the other, you know, to your point too. I mean, if if Jordy is being held at Phaser Point, yeah, he's not going to say yes. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the whole the whole uh, hijacking thing or the whole the whole uh, 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 hostage situation where you know he can't talk freely if if something yeah, is actually yeah, yeah. happening. You know, I thought the whole Packlid plot was terrible. I did not. Yeah, there's there's no other word for it, basically. But you um, know, I liked this episode because I liked the Picard West. Well, I don't want to talk about that yet. Okay, I want to keep talking we... about the Packlet stuff okay. because damn, I was hoping we could. No, because I I want to I want to talk about the the Packlet stuff. I want to talk about no, the Jordy okay. stuff, and then I want to put it to bed and never talk about it again. And then we okay. can move on to the actual good part of the episode yeah. because, in effect, there are two. This is it, both but, of these episodes this week were two episodes. We had four episodes this week. Yeah, I kind of feel that way. Where Samaritan Snare had these two parts. It had the Pack Lajorty stuff, which was patently ridiculously stupid, and then you had the Wesley Picard stuff, which was pretty good. And similarly, with Up the Long Ladder, we had two plots. So I don't know exactly what was going on here, but but maybe they just kind of like had four episodes and needed to smush them together somehow. Um, which the is pack- the plot of the second episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> The oh god up the long ladder the uh, the pack leds are one of those alien races in Star Trek which could have been interesting conceptually if they had done a better job of fleshing them out like and what I mean by that is an alien race that that isn't quite smart enough yeah. to, to develop space travel and isn't quite smart enough to to know exactly what to do um, but but is but is 
conniving and sort of like they're not they're not intelligent on a sort of like we're going to discover physics level but they're they're conniving and they're sort of uh uh they're they're, they're sneaky and they can kind of like you know read people emotionally and they're they're very manipulative you know right? what they are that... they they are at the side of the road their car's broken down they get a nice person to tinker with the car and while they're tinkering with the car they steal the other person's you know convertible like that that's what they are like they, they are in, in effect they can't fix their own car but they can steal yours in effect they're the package should have been alien an alien species that never went to college but had space smarts do you know what i mean like yeah they you know street smarts i'm, I'm just kind of making a joke I, I, but uh <laughs> i don't know what you want it's funny right it's yeah. hilarious it's um, the best joke to ever appear on this podcast and that is true and that is true uh, yeah, and and so for me, it's like if if they had conceptually been thought out better, and yeah. and and in you know sort of were were seemed to have something going on behind the surface or, or in their head, other than uh, th- frankly, there's no other way to put it. And I apologize because this is very impolite. They're space retards, yes, and they're played like that. Yeah, they're they're, and that's the problem with them is you don't get a sense that they even know what the hell is going on. Like I don't, and even, they're getting this like they, uh, they, I don't even know if they can dress themselves. I, and, and I don't get the sense of they're as they're like you know being more. I don't want to say clever later on towards the episode, but more whatever. Like, aren't they saying like oh they're like they can't seem to tell whether they're evolving smarts for some reason like isn't that implied like i don't i don't think that was i don't implied. know I, like, I, they're I think just being more i think the I implication was that they were putting on an act and yeah they sort of, i mean they're still stupid and they're still repeating themselves and saying dumb things but they're, yeah. they're not quite as stupid as before Look, I, they're, they're just a mess. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I know exactly the type you could have been. Yeah, they, they, they're they the kind of They should have people, been grifters. Yeah, they're the kind of people who show up in threadbare outfits, you know, very crying and lost and stuff. And then, you know, and meanwhile getting all this shit from you and enjoying it. Like, they have one trick. They're very good at that one trick. They don't know anything else. But they figured out how to, you know... They had to trick people into feeding them, basically. Right, exactly. That, and that, yeah, no, they, that it is an intriguing concept, but there, there's nothing endearing about them, and they're horrible. And yeah, exactly. And 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 you know, furthermore, I think that you know, at the end of the episode. Uh, what what they do makes absolutely no sense because they they they. Oh yeah, what the hell was going on with this twenty four? And fa- I couldn't figure out what. They were trying to do. Uh, I, it, it, it was again. It was the Jordy will give you a code. I've got the code. We made. Was Jordy acting like when he was saying they're attacking us? Oh no! Or did he? Know? I don't know. Apparently, I, he made fa- photon torpedoes and then disarmed. I don't. I have no uh, idea. I, I, the I, the end of the episode is frankly a mess, and it, it's yeah. sort of like the techno babble at its worst. Where. I don't even think the, the, the writer of this script knew what the hell happened. He basically said, oh, you put some plasma through the busted collectors and uh, you threw some cr- – oh, it's the Crimson well, Wave or whatever. And then, then their shields went down. Why? Which was hilarious like, because that's what's essentially happening in the Picard scenes in the surgery. But we'll talk about that when that happens. Yeah. Because that – I loved the surgery scene, by the way. But I mean, well, the thing I mean, is that- like they, they needed the Packlets to give Jordy back, so they just gave Jordy back. Yeah. There was no reason for it. It was just – Okay, well, this crimson thing happened, and 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 Jordy says, "Oh, we're disarmed." So they go, "Oh, all right. Well, I guess we'll give you back now." And it's like, "What? Like you still have your shields up?" It's just like everyone, re- you know, was just. You kind- can leave. I, I don't. I don't get it. Like it just seemed like, okay, well, we're done. 
it's everyone, for, it's, we're, we're at 43 minutes, so we have to be done. Like, that, I, I just don't get it. Everyone showed—this was one of those weeks where both the pack lids and the Enterprise crew showed up, punched in, hung out, and just, you know, muscled through with gritted teeth until it was time to go home. And then they all said, all right, we're going home. This is just one of those days we're going to bed early, and it didn't happen. Like, that's that's what the pack lids were. That, was, that's, that's how I feel— recording this podcast about Samaritan snare frankly yeah. now i and 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 you know why, why i mean we could just pick at plot holes all day but you know why would it not have been uh bad to just send over wharf with jordy like what you know that's what i don't get where it's yeah. just like things happen only because yeah. they, they need to happen for the plot to to move forward and of course this is always true you know fiction is always a magic show but you shouldn't see the strings quite this badly no he why yeah why wouldn't there be a couple of people why is only Jordy and why is there only one of them on the ship why aren't he sent why isn't he sending two or three engineering people you know and I think it's a good point why send the chief engineer Worf says why are we sending the chief engineer why not just send a guy like we don't need to send Jordy yeah you know I mean that would be the equivalent of of them needing some command help and and Picard beaming over like it just doesn't make any sense yeah 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 you know when when they need security details more often than not you know Worf will go but you know it's not like he's going by himself he's going with a couple of other guys or he's just you know he doesn't leave and he's his... usually p- protecting one of the more important members of the team. That's like when Data has to go down, right? Like when Riker has to go down, like so. Yeah, sending the security chief is probably kind of appropriate in that sense. When when Picard you know orders the security team to the transporter room and, and Worf does a thing on his bridge console and they appear, like he's not running down there himself. Yeah. It just seems weird to me, and nobody picks up on this, and the whole thing is just a huge mess. Yeah. But I, I really don't think. Yeah, it was just it. This was a bad week. But we got to see Jordy get shot twice, so that was good, right? <laughs> I wish I liked Jordy more, and I feel like heartbroken that I don't. But he, I don't think I like Jordy. Uh, I like Jordy, but I, I want I to like him. I don't see that there's any reason why you would like Jordy at this point. I in was the gonna show. say I, you know, and that does feel like, you know, I, I remember liking him, and I don't know if it was just because I was a reading Rainbow fan, but could be, you know, that that was probably a lot of it but yeah i i he they haven't figured him out yet quite no they haven't figured out a lot he of likes people yet. engineering and wesley's butt well that's true well <laughs> uh the interesting thing with the episode and now we need to transition into the picard and wesley stuff and there's no graceful way to do it because the episode is not <laughs> graceful at all um yeah they picard, aren't even related plots really not really uh, Picard gets some interesting character development in this episode. I yeah. think in a couple of ways. Yeah. Uh, number one, we get the Picard and Wesley interactions, which are interesting yeah. in and of themselves. And then we get Picard's story of how he got his artificial heart. Yeah. Um, and they're both turn out. Those stories turn out to be related because, you know, you have, this is an interesting moment for Wesley because Wesley does, you know, he is starting to say, well, you know, I'm so awkward being with the captain. And I think when he's on the shuttle, he realized, no, it's actually the captain who's more afraid. And he calls him out and says, you know, I like I loved that moment when Wesley's like, gee, I really wish you liked kids because, you know, he's basically like, it's a shame. And, you know, at that point, that's when Picard does start to make an effort. And, you know, the two of them do get a really some really nice moments together. And, you know, you know, you have Picard telling the story of how he got this artificial heart and. You know, how he was reckless. He was undisciplined. He was just a cocky, smart guy. You know, we've 
seen everybody as set. You know, again, that episode with that alien who, you know, recognized Wesley's genius, you know, says you need to make sure that he doesn't turn out to be cocky. Right. Because if he turns out to be cocky, it's going to be problems. Well, now we see that having a new dimension for Picard because Picard almost died because of his cockiness and – you know, he says to Wesley, I don't want you learning that lesson this way. He doesn't want Wesley to get that badly injured. Yeah. And yeah. that's a really that's really nice. You know, I mean, that that that. But but at the same time, though, do you do you think that there's an element of protection for Wesley that is going overboard, though, because he's not really allowed to make his own mistakes. And I think the way that people learn in general is they make mistakes mm-hmm. and they learn from them. So if you never make any mistakes, then how are you really learning? And that's fair. Um, I also think Wesley hasn't quite. Got, I mean, do you? Do Wesley you... hasn't just gotten to the just hasn't gotten to the point where things have been too hard for him. And I really think a lot of that is his young age and the fact that he's really at the beginning of his career. Like I got the sense that everything has been pretty easy. He's starting to get his first challenges, but. It's just maybe in a year or two, things are still going to start to get really hard for him. I think they just haven't gotten hard. I suppose. I mean, I you know, I wonder about that because, you know, it, it's weird. I like uh, Wesley in this episode is almost a little too wise and almost a little too perceptive because – I think he realizes that there's something going on with Picard. Obviously, Picard is distracted and in his own head because he's worried about his health, which is understandable. Um, I I don't necessarily buy his hesitancy or his reticence to get this taken care of because, of course, if he doesn't, he'll die. So that that didn't really seem to make much sense to me. Um, And also, it doesn't really seem to make much sense to me that he would have such a strong... Uh, uh, objection to Pulaski performing the procedure, um, which one thing I noticed in this episode is that uh, he has this weird undercurrent of anger whenever he's dealing with Pulaski. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I I think this episode makes a lot more sense if we pretend it's Dr. Crusher. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Who knows? Maybe it was. I have this crazy idea that Wesley is Picard's son. I think I've mentioned this before. And this Yeah, you've e- mentioned it before. Yeah. So picture this episode is Picard and Crusher. And then suddenly this episode has a com- is a completely different episode. Because I, I, I there is – I don't know. I can imagine this – this even this incident even being how Crusher and Picard might have met, you know what I mean? Like she would have been young, he would have been young, but she certainly could have been assisting on this surgery or something like that. And I get the sense that when she's, you know, saying, oh, you know, I want to operate on you, he's, you know, he would have some personal reasons why he would be embarrassed about that. This is part of the reason why he has these weird reticence towards bonding with Wesley. And mm-hmm. it makes the whole... Because they are very father-sonly in here, and I think it even mentions that subtext at one point. Like, that makes a lot more sense. And the, you know, the callback that, oh, there's only one person who can help being not Dr. Pulaski, but Dr. Crusher, who kind of one of her big things at the beginning of her career was this heart surgery. So, of course, at this point she can, yeah. you know, this has become one of her specialties. I don't know. That makes a lot more sense. That gives a much more 
strong relationship between these three characters, which I think underpins a lot of their relate their interactions with each other. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know to what degree I agree with you that that Wesley is Picard's son. Um, I, I don't know that the show ever really it doesn't ever, no. it doesn't go down that road explicitly ever, and I, I don't know that it was even intended to be interpreted that way. Yeah, and I can certainly see that. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I think it's an interesting interpretation of that relationship. And what, I think what it can I, even be just as ambiguous. I mean, given well, what I what I'm thinking is, you know, yeah, I think this episode would have been stronger if it had been Crusher instead of Plasma. Yeah. And I think a lot of the resonances would would have been there. That, um, frankly, it just you know, frankly, yeah. on the surface, it doesn't make any sense that Picard would be that resident reticent to have Pulaski perform this procedure. Totally makes sense if it's Crusher, right? Yeah, I, I, I buy that totally. Yeah, that's um, you know, he he has been the two of them have been able to deal with everything by not acknowledging any of that and kind of him having crusher do the surgery again would be just a little too close for comfort on it yeah know? sure and i mean who knows I me mean, maybe the script was lying around for a while and it was i would say yeah it, it makes there... se- it didn't make sense for this to be last season you know because i think wesley was still a little too green to have this plot of going down you know what i mean like yeah. he, you know he needed to have been in the academy for jordy a likes while. him going down by the way anyway um uh yeah and so. i think but i think the thing is that if you look at it in terms of, you know, okay, whether or not Picard and, you know, Wesley is Picard's son or not, I, I think that, you know, if it had been Crusher, um, or even, even yeah. the fact, even the fact of the matter is even, even if we just l- look at the episode as presented, um, you know, Wesley and Picard are in the shuttlecraft together going to Starbase 515. Yeah. And even I think if, yeah. it's, it's interesting that either you can read it as, okay, maybe this is, you know, Picard's love child with, with Beverly, or you can see it as, you know, obviously Picard and, and Beverly had yeah. some sort of romantic relationship in the past. And He's the Wesley whip. Wesley is the concrete sort of example of the road Picard didn't yeah. take. And so even if Wesley yeah, isn't Picard's true. son, I think that there's a there's a degree to which Picard is 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 looking at him as sort of a surrogate son yeah, because yeah. he's saying, Well, I had a relationship with your mother, you know, you could be my son, right? Yeah. And and I mean, I, I think that's yeah. I think that's interesting, and I think that's nice, and I don't, I I kind of like that the show never makes this explicit. I think it's a nice yeah. subtext. I don't, and you know, if this is, I don't know. I think it might not. I think it might be possible that Picard doesn't even know if 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 it's his specifically his son or not. Again, given the way that this show has dealt with sexuality, I don't think it's impossible. I, I like I said, I genuinely think that it's possible that. You know, Beverly and her husband and Beverly and Picard might have had some, you know, at this, you know, I, I, I think she might have been not 100% monogamous with her husband. And in this case, I do, given the way that the sex has been presented in this series, I don't think that would have been like a scandalous thing in, to them. Yeah, maybe not. You know, I, I, I get the sense that, you know, she was just, you know, she was married to her husband, but very close to Picard and... I think it's maybe even possible Picard might think, well, gee, this could be, you know, he doesn't necessarily know for sure. It's not a question I don't think he would ever ask. I don't think it would be ever something that he would want to know in a way. Like, Well, I don't think, I mean, Picard is obviously someone who, who never wanted children. Yeah. So I don't think that, 
you know, I mean, in, in, in one sense, it's kind of dickish of him, you know, not to, to want to know. But, you know, on the other hand, I can I can see that. Yeah, um, because it kind of doesn't matter because whatever. And there's a and there's a degree to which we're sort of just like reading between yeah. the lines because we don't really know any of what actually happened. But right? I think it is interesting that it does support this kind of a reading and that we can yeah. read between the lines like this. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you. Um well, we could probably go on forever about this. I just want to say one thing, and then we'll wrap this up and move on to Up the Long Ladder, even though I want to keep talking about Samaritan Snare because, my God, I don't want to talk about Up the Long Ladder. <laughs> is that, well, two things, really. Number one, oh, uh, I have a thing, too, I remember. I love the fact that Picard is eating uh, dainty crustless sandwiches. <laughs> um, and number two, I like the fact that uh, in the Starbase Hospital, they have an actual door with a handle that you have to open with your hand. Wow. I didn't notice that. I noticed that. And then up the long ladder, there was a door like that, too. It was a good week for, for old-fashioned doors. doors. Um, my question is when they ask for the computer uploads, uh-huh. why do they not just say, okay, we're going to upload it and then upload a virus? Why isn't this a I standard think... procedure? Because the pack lids are leaving their computer vulnerable. I think the answer there is that computer viruses were not something that were common knowledge in 1989 yeah i know but it's not 1989 it's 2400 and something or other 24th century yeah but they wrote this in 1989 so they didn't know about no no viruses. no this is a documentary that came through a wormhole oh my god three three three, three packlets three packlets I'm, I'm all right with three packlets it's better than four packlets it certainly is okay well let's move on to up the long ladder which um i liked to a point and then it became the worst episode i think that's a fair reading you know the the moment for me was when picard is in the you know the cargo hold and just all this shit's going down and he sees this spinning wheel and he just turns around and you know like it's the callback to this data rambling thing and he turns around and he has the biggest smile on his face and he's just that's the point where Picard realized, you know something, I'm just in a stupid character episode this week. This is, we're doing a comedy episode, it's going to be low stakes, everything's going to be fine. Like, he just gets so pissed off, it's funny, he's like, I'm just going to ride this out, drop them off, and go for next week. And then they have to put the, you know, nobody's going to take over this week, it's going to be alright. And then they fucking have someone taking over. Taking over? You know, this was that's yeah, like the, the you know, this was the same as that missing children plot. You know what I mean? Like we we have a problem, but we're gonna suddenly be mean to you because we have twenty minutes left plot. Uh did we watch the same episode? The I one, don't know what you're talking about. The one with the clones? Yeah. Yeah, where at the they were I think it made sense that those people were mean to them. Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Well, because well, for the same reason as... I don't think know, that they were really mean to them. They kidnapped two people, stole, stole you know... Yes, not, yes, but I don't think that's being mean. I think that's a criminal act. Uh, and but they you also, know what I mean. And they also erased their memory, so they, you know... Yeah. They wouldn't find out, uh, which was hilarious because they found out very easily. Yeah. Um, which I liked, actually, because no, I feel it's... like if this was a first season episode, I think that the clone stuff would have been the entire episode and it would have been immensely boring and it would have been stretched out way too long. No. I kind of like the fact that it appears in the last half because, okay, let, let's, let's, well, let's, let's put our cards on the table, Richard. Yeah. You 
have said that you were starting to get excited when you saw episodes. I know, by and I take Snodgrass. it back so hard. No, 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 wait, wait. Well, yeah. Uh, the Measure of Man, classic episode. Yeah. Really nothing wrong with it. Pen Pals, good episode. Had a couple problems, but overall decent. This episode, uh, I think, is, is slightly less good than Pen Pals, yeah. but I... I liked it more than I remember liking it. Yeah. I would not say that this is my uh, this is an episode that I would choose to watch. Like if I sat down to watch an episode of Star Trek, yeah. But you know, I remember this as being the wacky Irish stereotype episode, <laughs> and it certainly is. Oh that, yeah, um, complete with a man who was a drunk uh, and a, and a strong feisty woman, um, <laughs> and they have pigs because why not? I mean, they just have pigs. There was a goat. There and the goat. Yeah, there was a goat too. Probably a sheep and a, and a pregnant lady. Um, and and a cable knit uh, crop top. I just want to point that out as well. I don't know if you noticed that. But, yeah, but that's... It, 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 she is an Irish Gwen Stefani. She yeah. is. <laughs> uh, now, just alas. Now I'm imagining this episode with that character played by Gwen Stefani. Oh and man, it's, it's it's quite enjoyable in my head. Uh, and then you have the prime minister played by Gavin. Oh my god. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, the, the Irish stuff is horrible, and there's no two ways around it. Yeah, uh, the, but, uh, the father as comic relief is awful. I, I don't know why O'Brien's not in the episode more, because I think that would have been a lot of fun. I don't you know. You know, it was the he kind was, of, yeah. But, but uh, uh, it really takes up only a bit of the episode, and then it makes this hard right turn where they go, oh, well, the other planet. You know? And you're like, what? And then it turns into this whole, like, weird abortion thing. I liked the episode until the, oh, the other colony, because, I don't know, this is my normal problem with it, is, I, I, it's hard to talk about this episode, because it is two separate episodes, well, in a way, and I don't like the, I don't like the resolution. Well, the resolution is, is terrible, um, but I think, I mean, yeah. let, me, let me go back to the Melinda Snodgrass thing for a minute, because I think Melinda Snodgrass, she wrote this episode, and I think it's she 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 elevates it because she's a good writer. Oh and yeah, there's there are some good lines in here. I think the plotting is pretty good. Um, I think it it moves along at a nice clip. I think there's some nice character stuff. I mean, the the, the wharf thing. I would say the wharf and Pulaski things are wonderful. I, I thought they were going to hook up. I think um, they did, which is fine with me. Oh no, like I I re- I thought that was genuinely what was implied by the you know the clues. I I like the fact that the yeah. Klingons have a tea ceremony where they apparently drink poison. Well, what uh, I love about Pulaski is that she shows herself to be immensely knowledgeable about Klingon culture. Yeah. She, you know, the lie about, oh, well, he was fasting and, you know, is very believable because it's the kind of, you know, she knows the kind of rituals. It's the kind of thing that Klingons yeah. would do. And then when she, you know, when he comes in, she not only immediately recognizes what he's doing and the significance of it, she also performs it well. And, you know, she goes through it to a degree that would you know most people would not do i mean Worf says you know don't drink the tea he would be perfectly fine if she were just you know to... and if Worf tells you not to do something you, yeah you tend to not do it but you know and she she knows also you know okay well this is how i'll be able to get through it i mean you know and that this it's a very again if it's not if they didn't quote unquote have sex which you know given the differences between klingon and human physiology i mean maybe one would need to poison a klingon in order to bring him down a couple of notches but you know, either way, it's. A very... I, I imagine the Klingons like to bite a lot. That's all yeah. Um, so yeah, drugging him may be a good idea. Um, you know, this is a very intimate moment between them. It is a very romantic moment between them. I mean, he inadvertently shows her this 
you know, weak, what he interprets as a weakness, and she protects him. And, you know, when he does show a more genuine, you know, more actively show a more genuine side of himself, she turns out to be the exact right person to show it to. And yeah. that's nice. Like, that's that's just a good... Again, I like it when these characters show that they like each other. Yeah, and I think I think the show um I think the show is starting to figure Pulaski out as a character. Yeah. You know, I think they use her well. Yeah, um, I'm really liking her now. And I think it's interesting that she's kind of become uh, a redeem a redeemed figure, right? Because, you know, yeah. neither one of us liked her like early on and she was awful. Yeah. I, once they decided that she was not going to be the female McCoy, yeah. she became a much better character. Again, they just uh, yeah, the moment it turned around again, that conversation with her and Troy, where Pulaski based, you know that you know it was one of those moments where you can see the writers, you know, talking through her and saying like, "Look, we fucked up with this character, you know, but she's sorry and she wants to try again." You know, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, you know, we'll give her that second chance, and and they did it. You know, like they they second time around, they cleaned the slate and they did her did her you know they did her characterization right. Yeah. I think, you know, it's funny because I, I, you know, I don't know if Melinda Snodgrass, uh, uh, you know, had sort of a different idea for this episode or not, because the, 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 you know, I bring up the war stuff, not only because it's, it's really great, but also because it's the nice little character moments that Melinda Snodgrass has put into the episode she's written so far. And it's what I really respond to in her scripts. Um, You know, it's something that Samaritan Snare obviously uh, probably could have used more of even, even beyond the Wesley and Picard stuff. Um, But I think you know and 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 she obviously was trying to say something about uh abortion or i mean you know it's it's you got this as abortion yeah are you kidding me i mean basically uh the 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 clones and i didn't like the fact that they kept calling them clones also because just because they're clones doesn't mean they're not people well yeah i mean that... uh, number 1 and uh, uh, number 2 in effect um Pulaski and Riker were were raped and impregnated. Yeah. Uh and then Riker comes down and and phasers the clones and they run in and say you just murdered them. Okay, fair. That's come on. No, no, that's fair. Um, and then Riker I think explicitly says I have control over my own body. No, that, that okay, you're, you that's fair. So here's my thing with this and this is again the same problem I had with the missing children episode is that yes, I can dig that the main characters don't want clones of themselves around. I can dig that maybe no one on the Enterprise wants clones of themselves. I can dig that you're using the word dig, man. Hey. Um, There's no one in the Federation who would be okay with this? I think the issue is less that someone would be okay with it and more that the Federation doesn't have this as a viable option no and i think and it's not you know, it's not well explained yeah that but... and that was the thing like they just seem to go immediately from you know here's what we think can you help us with this to you know we're gonna phaser you you know it's it's it i think it would have i liked that the i don't know it's it i thought the as racist and stereotypical as the Irish bits were and they are extraordinarily problematic um that's a good word for it as any you know this is the again they have pigs hey this is the federation doing what it's supposed to do like i i, I think you know when when they're first coming on and you see this you know what's his name o, o'donnell Mc, it, it doesn't Mc, matter Mick Mc, let's just call let's call him mickey because i mean yeah anyway you know he he's all just like, well, I need to talk, you know, and he's being. Blessed. I'm, I'm Irish. I can say things like yeah. that. 
He's being blustering. You, and you can't. I, I'm part Irish. Just because you slept with an Irish guy once does not make you part Irish. Oh. Well, one of my ancestors did. That's that's what. Um, ah. Anyway, you have him at the beginning. You think, oh, God, he's going to be one of those who fucks something up just because he does. But he's very quickly revealed to be a little bluster. And he's, you know, revealed all he really just wants is, you know, a new place to go. And his daughter married. All off he and... wants to do is drink, Richard. Yeah. All he wants to he do just, you know, is yeah. drink. All he wants to do is drink, which I can I can get behind. I can dig that. Uh, okay. Um. The point is, he's not going to be a problem. He is the. These are the epitome of the people that the Federation is there to protect. They are, you know, they're not, you know, mean or vicious or violent people. They're sure. just kind of the. They're simple farmers, and they just want to live their life and you know do what they do. Sure. And, you know, I think it's nice to see the Federation, you know, just doing its job for once, and that's fine. And then you have the mean technology people, and they're bad, and they're doing, you know, all these things, you know, and they're not accepting the Federation help. They're just trying, and it's like, I don't know, that just, I hate every, I'm beginning to dislike every time someone tricks the Federation, and maybe that's silly, but it's like. I think there's a, well, yeah, and I think there's a degree to which the, the show has not really thought through the implications of what it's putting on screen. Yeah. Because to me, what I look at when I see this episode is one which is privileging the agrarian simple lifestyle over the technological one. And I kind of get the sense that, you know, the, the, the crew of the enterprise and, 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 and by extension the Federation, because they are the Federation to the audience for all intents and purposes. Um, you know, we, we, we learn about the values of the society in which they live in through the actions and and thoughts of these characters that they admire the the Brigloidians, I think, and I think that you know they're they're amused by them, and they're obviously stereotypes, yeah. and that's problematic and all. But at the same time, I think that's kind of the epitome of the Federation ideal, which is, you know, yeah. we we work hard and we have our own lives, and you guys did good, right? Yeah, and, you know, everybody and what yeah. and what the other people did, and I don't even know if they're even given a, a planet name, are they? Which is interesting. Um, they're not even. Oh, the, yeah. It's just the colony of Mariposa. Oh, Mariposa. Yeah, the Mar- the Mariposans. I guess we can call them. Uh, that they, in effect, you know, as soon as they told them what they were, that they were clones, you can see the air in the room sort of yeah. deflate, and they. I think we're supposed to interpret that interpret it as like you guys made the wrong decision, yeah. and you're using technology in a way that is not what we consider to be right and moral. And so, in effect, I think what they're saying is you guys should have died. Oh, man. You guys shouldn't be here. Here's Troy the plot killer, though. Cause, because when you first see this planet, they're like, oh, something's off, something's wrong, something weird. And, you know, what are they hiding? And, you know, then you have the, you know, the prime minister explaining, oh, we're all clones. And he's, you know, doing this very kind of openly. Like, he sees no, he sees no darkness in this. He sees no evil. This is, you know, he's, you know, openly like, look, we don't like sex. You know, what's not part of our it's not our thing man and you know and then Riker is in this room saying oh that's horrible I'm I'm my own person you know and he's being genuinely offensive and no one's really calling him on it later on you know it's Troy says you know like gee this is this is a very different way of life than we have this is about as 
different as you can get, but you know, they're not meaning any, you know, this is, this is their way of life and they're doing, you know, we should respect that. And no one listens to her. And then they, at the end were like, well, you know, but it's unsustainable anyway. You know, this will never be fixed no matter what. I mean, Pulaski even has that stone cold line about, well, in 50 years, we'll have a planet and a class M planet full of cities ready to be colonized. Yeah. Which is like, holy shit, Pulaski. Yeah. Like I said, the, the, I, and maybe, you know, maybe I didn't like the last half of the episode just because the ending was so awful. Like, and, and, and I just, well, I just, and I just feel like, you know, it's, it's, a and pro- then, yeah, they, I just feel like it's a problem because, you know, whether or not the, the episode seems to think that because they're clones, they're not people with rights. Yeah. And I don't agree. I mean, you know, they, 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 clones certainly are, uh, uh, the same, but, but they're individual people. Well, in genetically fact. clones and triplets, you know, right. twins are the same, you know, when they're saying, oh, are there twins? Are there triplets? Like, well, you in know, fact, they kind of are. They're test tube versions of them, but yeah, that that's it. That's it. Like, I and mean, tri- you know, triplets are not the same person. That's it. Genetically, they'll have a lot in common, and one would assume this is a fairly, uh, you know, given that it's only five people who started it, one would assume it's a fairly homogenous culture anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's their dog if they want that to be that, you know. I don't know that I necessarily agree that it's supposed – I mean, I, I think that that's a misre- – I think it is supposed to be a homogenous culture, but I think that's a misreading of how, you know, genetics plays into personality. No, no. I mean, you know, I, because- I would just assume that just based on the fact that it is a very small colony to start with and one would – Well, I, I don't know if I agree with that either because, I mean, Pulaski Maybe. said they have cities. I mean, I, you know, how many of them are there? Oh, that's fair. I, I, they have a prime minister. I mean, come on. They seem like a pretty technologically advanced society. Um, there could be, you know, I guess that, yeah, maybe there could, there could be millions of them. Who knows? Right. You never figured, they never figured that out. I don't know if this is one of those where, I mean, and maybe that would have been a thing. Like everybody who looks like the prime minister is the government and, you know, everybody who, you know, and the woman is dealing with all of, you know, this thing and the black dude is doing all of this. Like, and if that were one of those things and you're cloned into this one role, maybe there would be a point that they could make with that, but we're not. Yeah, we're not given that. We don't know anything. I think that's the problem with this episode in a nutshell is that we don't know anything about either society really. Yeah. And we know less about the society that is a problem in the episode, which which is a problem because we have no Yeah, we, we could... have no information on which to base, you know, how we should react to these people. And I think in effect, you know, the crew of the Enterprise I think makes the wrong decision, but we're supposed yeah. to think it's the right one. I mean, if you go, um, yeah, you go back to... I mean, because at the end of the day, this is a human colony, but it's not a Federation colony. It's not a Federation member world. Yeah. Um, do they have any jurisdiction over either of these planets? I, yeah. I, I think you could make a strong argument that Picard just basically violated the Prime Directive like 10 different ways. Yeah. And... You know, just because they're human doesn't mean that they can do whatever they want with them, in effect. And so, for me, I look at this episode and I see an episode which is extremely, extremely confused about what it's actually about and what the implications of of what the episode is about are. And then, yeah, I I think I'm with you. I and I think it's it's horrible that they basically say, well, the Irish will be breeding stock, and it's horrible that they say, well, you folks are going to be their overlords. I mean, it's. Well, to be uh, to, you to, know, I, to, to be fair, I think the implication was that the, the the female clones would also be knocked up. So you know, yeah, which you know, great, you know, they're not into sex. Good for them. Um, I I can see having it's, it's. I see where they wanted to have two very different societies, two opposite societies, two societies which split off from one 
source. And then, you know, at the end, okay, it's fine if each is missing a part and that they reunify at the end. That's fine. That's a nice, that's, that's, that's great. I'm good with that. But they don't, they, they, they were the reunification of these two societies is about as well thought as Geordi's and, and Riker's plan to get Geordi off of the Packlid ship. Yeah. Except this is dealing with issues of reproductive rights, of women's rights, of people as property, of people as cattle, and not just, well, what techno babble can we get someone out of? Yeah, that's the thing, too. I mean, the, the, the episode never really uh, even acknowledges that that there is a question about, um, you know, feminism in, in, in this episode. It very, because, it, like, yeah. we have a very strong female character who basically is a female character who um, is, is being married off by her father and does all the housework. But uh, it's funny because they're Irish. Like, I, yeah, you know, like, you, just, you can tell where they wanted to go, where, they, where she is the only competent one around, and she really is. You I mean, know. Is, there, is there any doubt in your mind that, that in 10 or 20 years, she is going to be the prime minister of Mariposa. Oh like, yeah, obviously she's going to be. Yeah, um, uh, you know, I, I just. But think, I think yeah. you know, in effect, I think what what the real problem here is that um, there the 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 two societies are so tonally off that yeah. you know you have this one society Mariposa, which is you know I think a very serious, very sober. It it's sh- it should be a very serious, very sober look at what cloning actually would mean to a society, what it would mean uh, to societies that interact with them. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Yeah. What kind of society would this be? And then you have the Bringloidians, which are you know an agrarian society, very uh, down to earth. You know they they don't believe in technology. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But the problem with this episode is that the one is very serious and the one is very comedic. And so when you get to the end of the episode and you raise these really, I think you know problematic and dramatic questions about you know the nature of existence yeah. and 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 reproductive rights and 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 feminism and all of these things. Um, you know, human rights in general. Uh, it's played as a joke. Okay, we all get to have three wives, yeah. and I'm going to pick out my women. Like, you know, she, it, yeah. it doesn't work. The woman, you know, starts to say like, "Oh, you know, ha- it's always, you know, this is how it always happens." And you know, her porn is like, you know, you have men, men who are is ostensibly in charge of it, but you know, it is, th- you know, she's doing all of the work. She's the one who is sober. She's the one who has to. You know, I think that point when. Um, what is it? She says, oh, they want to, you know, to the father, you know, they want to speak with you, you know, or about the children, you know, she says, I think, yeah. you know, she says, you know, they want to educate the you know, kids. I think it's a good idea. You know, it makes sense, you know, but she needs him to go and, you know, veto that. Like, she's the one who's made the decision. He's done exactly what she said. Like, she, she can genuinely feel like, oh God, you know, why, why is there a middleman here? You know, and she starts to bring that up. You know, you're the, you know, we we're the ones who actually deal with the work, you know, we don't actually have a say in it. You know, you're making this decision for us. And, you know, that sucks. You know, I would rather made a vote. And, you know, he's saying, well, you know, they need a strong, you know, he said, you know, he says, you have the choice, you know, we'll drop you off at Starbase. You know, she might, would probably do well in the Federation. You know, I'm sure she could figure out something to do. And, and frankly, I don't know why she doesn't take him up on the offer. You know, he says, you know, they are going to need a strong leader. And she does look kind of torn for a minute, which I can, you know, yeah, these are, this is, these are her people. This is her family, her friends. And, you know, yeah, 20 years from now, you know, she can be prime minister. You know, she is going to be, she is a leader of this community and, she doesn't want to abdicate that, and I can see that. Um, and then she thinks, oh, well, you know, he's cute and he's got money, so, you know, and I can get three of him, so hey. 
And, and, and that, and that, that does just it just ends ends the question, you know. And that to me is really the 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 true false note of the episode because I just you know we get this character. I like her, you know. Yeah, like, I like her too. She seems like the kind of woman who is hemmed in by the circumstances of her society, but you know, in a in a fully realized, fully enlightened society, she would be someone who was able to do great things. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, it's revealed that all she really wants is a rich husband, and it's like. Ah, like, you just yeah. you just you just cut the legs out of the character, like all, you know, you just cut the legs out from under the character. Like, you know, her date with Breaker is really interesting because you know they are having a nice date. You know, when she goes to his apartment, she's immediately cleaning up, which is you know that that you know in her role in the community, yes, yeah, right. she is doing the domestic things. But you also don't get you get the sense that she. She is a little controlling in a way, and I think she does want things to be a certain way, and she knows how, in a way, it's possible that Riker may be her husband at this point of the thing. You know, at least in her mind, she's thinking, you know, this is where things are going, and that's all right. You and know? I don't, yeah, but This I is don't... kind of, she's, I, 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 I yeah. think of her as thinking of, there is almost an... Uh, an element of, well, this is what married life would be like, you know, this is going to be my place. So I'm going to start, you know, from the get go, establishing the standards, you know, I got the sense that this is kind of what she was doing. I actually had a different read on that. I, I, I yeah. think that she was attracted to Riker, wanted yeah. to have a little fun and wasn't thinking of anything beyond that. Um, and at the end of the day, when she goes to his quarters, she's cleaning up because she's just used to doing that. So it's almost like habit. I, I didn't, I didn't get a sense that she was sort of like angling to be her, his wife. Uh, not angling, I guess. And maybe I, I don't mean to, it to be so, you know, that that sounds like it has ulterior motives that I'm not necessarily intending. Okay. It's just, she had a good date with this guy. She's back home with him. She's having a good time. Like she's in this apartment. This is, you know quarters yeah in his quarters you know maybe she's even doing it. i like that you call it his apartment <laughs> you know she may even just be doing it like half consciously but you know i i, I the, cleaning someone else's apartment is at least a temporary sign of ownership in a way now i'm picturing the enterprises of apartment building on park avenue <laughs> anyway yeah I, I don't I, know like but either way like you know that's a fine they're having a fine time together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that, I think I think if the episode I, I think at the end of the day what we have is an episode that that uh raises a lot of questions, yeah. implicitly or not, uh uh intentionally or not, and it is not uh, uh interested in or fully capable of engaging with the ideas or problems or questions in which it raises. Yeah. And what we have is a completely tonally off episode of the show, which is frankly, I think, uh thought provoking for purposes of discussion, but is immensely you know disappointing four pigs i'm gonna give it a three okay uh i just really don't like the maripo the the bringloidians really don't like them yeah but i would have a lot of fun hanging out well if you want to hang out with irish people just go to woodlawn richard in the bronx there's a lot of them there i don't want to go to the bronx (sighs) then stop complaining about not hanging out with irish people so next week we are talking about manhunt Oh, the the, 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 the the gay sex website? Yes. And the emissary. The not to be confused lesbian with emi- sex not to be confused with emissary, the first episode of Deep Space Nine. This is the emissary. I don't know what that means. We'll talk to you then. <laughs>